The Lord be with you. A reading from the Holy Gospel according to John. Jesus departed to Galilee, for Jesus himself testified that a prophet has no honor in his own country. So when he came to Galilee, the Galileans welcomed him, having seen all that he had done in Jerusalem at the feast, for they too had gone to the feast. So he came again to Cana in Galilee, where he had made the water wine. And at Capernaum there was an official whose son was ill, When he heard that Jesus had come from Judea to Galilee, he went and begged him to come down and heal his son, for he was at the point of death. Jesus therefore said to him, Unless you see signs and wonders, you will not believe. The official said to him, Sir, come down before my child dies. Jesus said to him, Go, your son will live. The man believed the word that Jesus spoke to him and went his way. As he was going down, his servants met him and told him that his son was living. So he asked them the hour when he began to mend, and they said to him, Yesterday, at the seventh hour, the fever left him. The father knew that that was the hour when Jesus had said to him, Your son will live, and he himself believed and all his household. This was now the second sign that Jesus did when he had come from Judea to Galilee. The Gospel of the Lord. In the first reading today from the prophet Isaiah, the Lord says, Behold, I create new heavens and a new earth. The Lord speaks about a new creation that he will work And he always works in the same way, just as he creates by his word, so also now he will recreate by his word. And he will make these new heavens and this new earth by means of his word. And so the son who has become incarnate and now has begun his public ministry, he's early in his public ministry now, and he has begun to preach and to teach. And what has happened previously in John's gospel is the Lord initially, we can see in John's gospel, there are a lot of conversations that he has with people. So there's the conversation that the Lord has with Nicodemus at night, and the Lord plants the seeds by his word into Nicodemus, which will bear fruit, we know, only later. He doesn't immediately convert, but he does receive those words, and then at the time of Jesus' crucifixion, those words and everything seem to bear fruit as he then uh, makes known that he is a disciple of the Lord. And then also what has just preceded this scene for today is the Lord's conversation with the Samaritan woman, the woman at the well. And so there what we see, what the Lord has done is he's gone to the Samaritans and that whole town converts, not because they saw any miracles, but because of the words of Jesus. They were so amazed at the wisdom and his words that he preached that the entire town converted to the Lord. And so they become, in a certain sense, a sign for God's own people, for the Jews, is because if the Samaritans could convert only at the words of Jesus, why does everyone else demand signs and miracles? And so then what happens is the Lord leaves from Samaria. He leaves after spending two days with them after that conversion of that whole town. 
and he goes back up to Cana where he had worked the miracle of the changing of the water into wine. And so this is his second time now coming into Cana. And so what a lot of the church fathers say is they say that he is showing the ways in which his word has an effect in souls. So by the first miracle, the changing of the water into wine, it signifies how his word brings joy, joy and delight, right? Joy and delight to the soul. Our soul longs deeply for God. And so when God is communicated to the soul, especially by means of his word, it causes delight in the soul because it is what the soul longs for. The soul longs of its own self to be with God and to be united with God. And the word of God gives us a connection to him, a union with him. And so when the word is spoken to us, just like new wine brings joy, so also the word brings joy to the heart and to the mind. But what we will see now in his second visit to Cana is the second effect of his word, is that it is able to heal and to restore. And so his word has that particular power to bring joy, but also to bring healing, restoration, and new life. And it is able to do that of its own power. And so the Lord is standing in Cana when he works this miracle, and he speaks and he says simply, your son will live. And it says that the official believed his word. The official had faith in the words of Jesus Christ. He didn't need to see any other sign besides simply the Lord speaking. And then the Lord speaks, and he speaks from Cana, which is up in the mountains, and his word carries all the way down from Cana, all the way to the shores of Galilee, to Capernaum, and the man's son is healed. That's the power of Christ's word. The same word that created the entire universe, he simply speaks from Cana, and his healing goes forth, and his power is at work, this power of restoration, healing. And so we can see that his word has then the same effect in this family. Not only does it bring healing, but it also brings that joy that comes from the healing that they have experienced, but also the joy at the power of the words of Jesus Christ. And so John is very particular in how he begins telling the story of Jesus's public ministry. And he includes these, uh, these accounts of these types of things that the Lord does specifically to show the power of the words of Jesus Christ. And so what we are called to in the example that we see from the official today, uh, the official who makes this trip from Capernaum all the way up to Cana, is that first and foremost, we need to appreciate and reverence the presence of Jesus Christ, but also acknowledge the power of his words. And so this official, when he hears that Jesus has now come all the way from Judea and he is back in Galilee, immediately he leaves his house to go and be in the presence of Jesus Christ. So also we who know where Jesus is present here in the Blessed Sacrament, we make these trips and these journeys to come and to be in his presence, to acknowledge the presence of the Son of God who is in our midst. And so we show him honor and adoration, which is what we should do for the presence of Jesus Christ who is here with us. But also we must have confidence in his word, confidence in the words of Jesus Christ, but we also have to hear them first. We have to enter into, like the official, a conversation with Jesus. And that is our time of prayer, where we come and we not only are in the presence of the Lord, but we also speak with him. We speak with him and we present our petitions and our needs to him, but then also we must listen to him. When we pray, we speak to God, but when we listen to God, 
We read the scriptures as the church fathers say. And so we take his word in and we like the official must believe the words that he spoke, believe the words that scripture speaks to us. And so we are called by this example that we see of the official to reverence and adore and come into the presence of Jesus Christ and give him the adoration that is his due, but also to have that loving confidence in the power of the words of Christ himself. Amen.